that's why LinkedIn is important because people are checking you out. They are doing the due diligence before they want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. You know, might as well have a good profile, good presence. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And let me tell you, we got a dynamite interview for you today. Uh, If you have ever thought that LinkedIn might be a way to get leads and clients to connect with the people who can help move your business forward, then hang on because we've got the perfect person for you today. I'm speaking with a friend and client, Judy Hayes. She is a highly sought after LinkedIn expert known for turning underperforming LinkedIn profiles into prospect attracting powerhouses. And she uh, works with busy executives that uh, are in the B2B kind of professional service space. um, And she helps them increase online visibility. And she's got a really well thought out proven strategy that converts connections on LinkedIn into targeted buyers. And she guides her clients through a whole process where they really elevate their LinkedIn personal brand. They then expand their audience and then they engage in insightful conversations, which really ultimately lead to revenue opportunities. And, uh, and she wrote a whole book about it. We're really privileged to have helped her through that process. The book is Elevate, Expand, Engage. I don't know if you can see it there on the video, but uh, Judy Hayes, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you. Steve Gordon, I am honored to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest. Yeah, I'm happy to do so. And uh, this is a big topic. We we hear from people all the time that want to crack the code on LinkedIn. And they, you know, often they think it's a matter of getting the perfect right message script or, you know, what what's the, the automation tool I need to use. And what I like about what we're going to talk about today is you have a very different approach. So uh, before we dive into all of that, give everybody a little bit of background so they've got context for how you you kind of got to this stage of your career. Well, I, you know, I kind of look at my career journey as a mind map. If you've ever seen a mind map that goes in all these different directions, and I will tell you, I've been on all sides of business, you know, everything from big corporations to ad agencies to nonprofits to running my own business, which is where I am today. And um, it's, I think it's having that different perspective that's really helped me understand, you know, I, I tend to walk a lot in the prospect shoes or my client's shoes or the end user shoes, you know, so I can really understand how is this being perceived how is this coming across? And I think that that's served well. Yeah. And it, it, I think it really shows in your approach. So how did you get into doing LinkedIn and helping people with that? Well, you know, it's interesting because I'm a marketing generalist. You know, if I were to say, like, what do you do? I'm in the marketing business. Um, and I found that I read a book a while back on riches and niches. And it was about, you know, niching down. And there's a fear when you niche down that you're going to cut yourself off from other opportunities. Now, the flip side of that is when you niche down, you become the specialist and the expert. So being a marketer, you know, I got into, okay, online marketing, digital marketing, and then from there, social media. And then from there, it was like, you know what, I really love the LinkedIn platform. And it's something that I've had a chance to really dive into. And, and it, it's, it fascinates me. 
because it's very dynamic. And so now I'm a LinkedIn authority. And it really, you know, when people have questions, I'm always seeking the answers. You know, people come to me for the answers and I look for the answers. And, um, and I just love, you know, just working in the platform. Now, it doesn't preclude me from working in other aspects of marketing. So when I'm working with my clients, you know, I am providing them all kinds of marketing expertise, you know, because it, depending upon what's the solution for their problem, you know, but LinkedIn, what I call it is the gateway drug. <laughs> Come in <laughs> LinkedIn and you get hooked, you know, and then everything blossoms from there. That's great. Yeah. So LinkedIn, as I've looked at it over the years, is a platform that has so much potential if you approach it the right way. And it's that the the last few words there that are the real kicker. It's if you approach it the right way. So uh, maybe let's start with kind of a high level view. You have a different approach to LinkedIn than a lot of what is out there. So kind of give us a a little bit of that high level view of how you think about LinkedIn and how you begin to, to explain it to someone. Yeah. Somehow my, my life always revolves around food. So I'll give you my food analogy. Um, I think of LinkedIn as this virtual event. So LinkedIn is the event and the space in in which it's taking place is, is really the platform. And the way that you, the host, shows up, that, that's how you dress. You know, you're going to be in your professional attire, assuming, you know, because you're, you're going to be in a professional event, not your gardening clothes. And so that would be your profile. And the guests that are attending this event, this highly curated event, that's your network. You know, it could be your connections, your first degree, second degree. And then what you're serving, you know, the food and, and the wine and whatever else, that's your content and, and that's your engagement. So you want to make sure that all of those areas are all, you know, relevant and sinking because let's say, you know, you've got a bunch of vegans in the audience and you're serving roast beef disconnect, you know, or, you know, the, the, the room is not conducive to networking. So when you think of it like that, it's like, okay, so LinkedIn is this all inclusive platform, you know, really it's evolved from a job search site, which is in the early days, you know, to a, a lead generation machine, which up till recently that has changed to now a creator's platform, you know, so it's a great place to really establish, create and promote your professional brand. You know, it really is bar none. So. So talk a little bit about that, because I think for a lot of people, it's hard to understand the, the evolution. Uh, when I got on LinkedIn, I mean, this is going back 12, 14 years. I don't know when it's, I don't remember when it started, but it was, it was before I started this business. So a while ago, you know, and yes, it was that place to sort of search for jobs. There were some people who were connecting professionally on there. And and I had some success with that early on. Then it evolved. And you said this lead generation platform, and it was that for really what the last four or five years or maybe more. Yeah. But now it's evolved again. And I think for a lot of people who listen to this, that's going to be a little bit of a surprise because I think they're still thinking it's a lead gen platform. Yeah. And that, and that's where people make the mistake because um, I, I don't know about you, but you know, you're a CEO, you're probably inundated with all kinds of spam pitching, I call it slap pitching, coming into your inbox, you know, uh, connecting and, and immediately going into the sale. Yeah. I think when, when we talk about it being a creator platform now, a content creator platform, you know, think of influencers, think of people, you know, that are out there that have created content that attracts people. And that they're able to, they're able to lead a room, 
you know, lead an audience. It's like being the keynote speaker. So, you know, you are the keynote speaker of your profile, right? So the audience that is participating is, you know, ideally your content is relevant and that's where it's important. You know, there's, there's clickbait content out there and there's, there's stuff that I think is kind of seeping into the platform now that that's, you know, it gets a lot of views and it's like some heartfelt story or something and that's okay, you know, but I mean, ultimately if you can provide insights and educate your audience, whoever that target audience is, that that's the key is to start with is who is my audience? And I think a lot of people struggle with that because, you know, well, you know, I, I work with all, all businesses. Okay, so let's get a little more specific. I work with professional service business. Okay, what kind of professional service? I work with high dollar, high trust, you know, sim- similar to clients that you've talked about. Okay, so we get more specific. So now there are problems and challenges that that audience has. So if I can educate them, I as the LinkedIn you know, person, the, the, the profile there, if I can educate them to be a better buyer of a service, then I'm building trust and credibility. And I'm using content and I'm using engagement to establish that trust and build that credibility. So when their problem becomes such that they need to get it relieved, guess who they're going to think of? The person that's been showing up in the feed, the person that has been offering them, you know, not asking for anything in return, but offering them insights, providing them great content. You know, that's how I came to meet you, Steve. You know, believe it or not, you you were one of the, the trendsetters out there really providing really great expertise. I wound up buying your books and that's how we got to know each other, you know, and it was really building that. And most people are looking for a quick fix, They want to get in, they're going to use an automation tool, and guess what? They're going to either burn their reputation or they're going to get shut down or suspended. I see it happen all the time. So I will tell you this, LinkedIn is not a quick fix. It is robust. It is a long game. It's just like your your whole professional career. You know, there's people that I have built years in terms of developing, you know, the relationship. It's not that LinkedIn is going to take years, but if you go in thinking, okay, I'm going to pace this out so I really build a muscle like in any new routine as opposed to I'm going all in and I'm doing all this stuff and it's like it's not working. LinkedIn doesn't work. Well, you know, maybe your approach is not working. So it's probably more than what you wanted to know, but it's really what I see the mistakes people make is is just expecting way too high and missing the mark, not knowing who their target is, going for the kill right away. You know, that that all that stuff damages a brand. Well, and... You know, I, yeah, I get those in my message inbox all day, every day. In fact, there was a point over the last six, nine months where I kind of went cold turkey on LinkedIn for a while. I didn't log in for about six or nine months because it was getting to the point where I was four or five messages a day that were just garbage. And, you know, as I reflected on that, I thought, you know what, there's actually a real opportunity here to use social media for what it really is. So, so many people have looked at social media on the organic side. So on the advertising side, it works like virtually any other media. You buy an ad, you target it to a particular group, they respond to the ad or they don't. And, and I mean, you could take the same approach on TV, radio, wherever, obviously different medium. So the the way you're going to present the ad is different, but it's the same thinking. But on social media, I think what's happened organically is people have taken that advertising mindset to their organic posts and their outreach messages. So 
you know, a lot of people I think are using LinkedIn as the new cold calling. Oh, big time, big time. And they're, so. you know, it's like they're dialing for dollars and that's where the automation comes in because you can automate it. Yeah. Um, you know, just like the telemarketers had, but I think there's a big opportunity to do cold outreach and by cold outreach, I mean, reaching out to someone you don't know yet to make a new friend. And if you do it, as you teach in your book, if you do it from that human perspective, you actually really stand out. And I think there's a big opportunity right now to take that more human approach and, and stand out. So I, I'd love for you to kind of walk us through how you think about that. I know that was a big part of what you talk about in the book. Yeah, I think, and, and um, one, one of my mentors, uh, Bryn Tillman, um, she has coined the phrase where you need to slow down the outreach to speed up the outcome. And I'll say that again, slow down your outreach to speed up your outcome. And what does that mean? That means take the time to find something about that person. So, you know, you're using the, the robust, uh, the Rolodex of LinkedIn to find people, okay? For whatever criteria that is. And once you find these people, you know, if you just have a generic outreach, you're not going to have a great conversion. But if you actually look at somebody's profile, you look at what they're sharing, assuming that they're active, you know, assuming that there's some thread there, maybe they went to the same school that you went to, or maybe they live in the same town you live or something, just find something. Um, then if you build on that in a real genuine way, as if you were at this event, Remember the analogy before, You're if you meet someone in real life, how would you act? And that's where I think people miss the point because it's like, a, oh, this is an online platform. I can have this different persona. No, you have to be authentic. You know, everything down to your profile picture. You know, I've, I've worked with people. And it's like, I see them on a Zoom call and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Your profile picture looks nothing like you. Now, how would you <laughs> in person? There's a disconnect there because now, you know, it's like, hmm. Something's not right here. Um, so it starts with that. It's like, how authentic are you? And how take an interest, take an interest, ask questions. Like a good salesperson is going to be someone that listens, you know, that that does the research, that asks those questions and gets the prospect to talk. And the end game on LinkedIn is to get people off the platform into a conversation. You know, and then from there, the real challenge is most people, you know, and I think the statistic and it changes from time to time, but it's like eight to 12 touches, you know, before someone is actually willing to give you the time of day or, or actually, you know, maybe even do business with you. So how do you do those touches? You know, so on LinkedIn, it could be something as simple as a profile view. It could be engaging on a piece of content. It could be providing something, you know, like um, I'm a big believer in asking permission. You know, I don't like to receive stuff in my inbox. It's just like, blah. you know, it's all this stuff with links. It's like, what is this? This is spam. Whereas, you know, if somebody said to me, hey, you know, I came across this article. I saw it of you. Would you like me to send it to you? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that. Or no, no, thanks. But you asked me. So now you've built the credibility. So, you know, again, as you would in real life, you know, you, you, you want to have that rapport. You want to have the common thread. You want to have the conversation proceed. So. Well, what I love about that, that little, that, I mean, that, that nugget you just shared there, which will be easy for people to skip over, right? But that, that's a little magic trick that ask before you send. So a lot of people will just drop a, hey, here's a, an article, here's a link to my latest webinar, here's a link to this video. 
But, you know, one of the things we coach our authors to do is exactly that. Oh, I just finished writing a new book. It's on such and such a topic. You know, I thought it might be of interest to you. Would you like me to send you an early copy? And, you know, and you can send a PDF or whatever. But the act of the, you know, asking the question now makes it their idea. Yeah. So instead of it being a burden on them, oh, somebody sent this. I don't want to read this. You know, like they're in the wall instantly goes up because, it was your idea, not their idea. But if you ask them and they go, yes, I would, now it's their idea. Yeah. And a couple of other things happen behind the scenes and LinkedIn. Uh, you know, we've all heard of uh, algorithms, you know, the mm-hmm. and it's heavily driven by an algorithm. And and it is it, the, a new change has happened recently where certain types of content is getting more preference and, and some less. Um, but I think understanding the algorithm and what happens is when you're messaging somebody, if there is a back and forth, you're creating what is called a point of relevance. And when there's that point of relevance, if you're also actively sharing content, then if you ever notice who shows up in your feed, there's certain people that may show up from time to time. And it may be because now LinkedIn's algorithm is thinking, okay, there's a relevance between these people. They've been talking on LinkedIn. This one's been commenting on that comment. So let me share this in the feed. And if you take the time to actually tweak your settings, which is what I help my clients do is really, you know, kind of fine tune their feed. You'll start to see that what you're finding there when, when you view it is, is content that you really want to engage with, with the people that you want to engage with. So, but I think, you know, that trust and credibility, that's where so many people, like they forget, you know, that they really, you haven't established trust with me. Why would I want to talk with you about my finances or something like that? I don't know who you are, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it is a very interesting platform. And, and here's the good news about LinkedIn. It's what's going to keep me in business for a long time is that it's constantly changing, constantly. And there's all these new features that have come out recently, particularly on the Sales Navigator platform, which is what I specialize in. And um, there's so many different things you can do there. Company pages, you know, uh, specific lists and account tracking, um, customized searches. They've just updated their industry lists. So, you know, it just goes on and on and really understanding how to use those tools. You know, you can find that, yes, you're able to prospect much more accurately. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have some kind of great insight to offer, then you're just pitch slapping and selling and nobody wants to be sold. Mm -hmm. But people love to buy. Absolutely. They love to buy and, you know, they love to um, inform themselves. You know, when you look at what the modern buyer does is they really are doing using the internet to research, Mm -hmm. you know, and the thing about LinkedIn and why LinkedIn is so important is that um, in the Moz ranking of, of credibility of websites, LinkedIn ranks like a 99 out of 100. So if you Google your name, guess what's going to come up? Pretty much your LinkedIn profile is going to be the first three results. And if you have a company page, that's going to show and anything else that that's on the internet. Um, but that's why LinkedIn is important because people are checking you out. They are doing the due diligence before they want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. You know, might as well have a good profile, good presence. Well, and that, so that brings me back to your kind of your framework for helping people. You have three parts. And I want to touch on on each of them because I think they're each important, particularly with where the platform is going. So you start with Elevate, which is about elevating the profile. And um, I'm sure you've seen some horrific, might not be the right word, but some less than optimized profiles. Um, yeah. Back in the past, it's like profiles from the 70s. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen those. 
Yeah. So if we could give somebody listening just kind of the top two or three things that that they need to do immediately to elevate their their profile, what what are the what's kind of the 80-20 of what they should look at? Well, your profile picture is probably the one most important thing on LinkedIn because that's where it goes everywhere. You know, your little picture is following you everywhere. So just make sure you have a good picture. Get someone to take a picture of you. Do do a nice picture of yourself, but make sure the picture is current and and that you're smiling and you're looking into, um, you know, you don't have other extremity uh, things hanging out there. The second thing is use that billboard. Use that header image behind you uh, because that draws attention. That is what I call a thumb stopper. You know, as somebody's scrolling, um, think of your profile as, as breadcrumbs. You know, people are going to look at your picture. They'll click on it. When they click on that, they'll see your header. And then think of your headline um, as opposed to just using the default of your job title and where you work. Think of how can you describe yourself in a way that um, is going to inform whoever's looking at your profile that they learn a little bit more about how you are different than somebody else that does what you do. And there's a lot of different methodology around that. So it really depends on who your audience is and, and what your objective is. But but pay attention to those three things. And I think from there, everything else falls into place because the, the way the user is, is mainly they're going to look at your head, you know, your headshot. That's it. Smile, look good. You know? Right. And then from there, um, that's how you elevate your presence. And, and if you fully optimize your profile, you're more likely to show up in relevant searches. You're more likely to, um, I, I think, convey a, a better sense of a professional brand. Mm-hmm. All about branding. And yeah, it, it you know, it hurts me sometimes to see <laughs> some of the businesses that that come and seek our help, and I go and look at them on LinkedIn and the. The owner's got no picture. Yeah. You know, their setting too. You know, a lot of times people haven't looked at their settings and they may have it defaulted, you know, to some weird setting. But yeah, a, a lot of, I'd say that the profile is probably the most misunderstood aspect of a LinkedIn presence. And also the expectation is, oh, now I have a great profile. How come everyone's not flocking to me? <laughs> You know, that's where we get into the expand part. So let's talk about that. So when you talk about expand, what, what are you really pointing people towards? What are you trying to get them to do? It's it's about visibility. So, you know, you're elevating your, your professional brand and becoming presentable. And then you're expanding that visibility. And, and that visibility is on the network. It's, it's how you're seen, how you're perceived. And it's also, you know, the, the greater the size of your network, the better likelihood you'll have of being seen. Now, here's the thing, and, and several my client just told me yesterday that they've noticed since we've been working together, they're getting a better quality of engagement, a better quality of inbound connections, a better quality of what's in their feed. So when you expand, you, you want to be strategic. You don't want to just connect with everyone. If you have a small network and you have clients and people you've done business with, start connecting to those entities as opposed to just random connections, because, you know, you, what you see is a direct result of who you hang out with. It's like, mm. who are you, right? Right. So, so you want to expand strategically, but by expanding, and then as you start to, to comment and participate in the platform and sharing content, that's expanding that visibility. Uh, there's, there's a statistic and again, prove me wrong. It's 10% of your followers will be the first to see your content. Hmm. 
Okay. So if you only have 500 followers, 50 people are going to see what you have, you know? So it's not about quantity. It's about quality. So if I only have 50 people seeing it, but those people are highly engaged and those are exactly who I want to see it, that's wonderful. Right. You know, as opposed to having like 100,000 people and you've got all these, you know, irrelevant profiles following you or engaging with your content, that doesn't help. Okay, so well, then the, yeah. Yeah, I th- and, and I think that's great advice. And that's one of the things that I, I still struggle with myself. So I've been on the platform long enough that, you know, the the tactics have evolved. Right. And there was a time when I was pretty much accepting every connection request. And so I've got all kinds of people that are are in there and uh, most of them I don't know, but you know, they're my 6,000 closest friends. So um, it's an interesting thing that you bring up. And this is one of the things that, that when I'm working with clients, I, the first thing we do is download their database mm -hmm. and let's take a look and let's, let's sort this out by company. I sort it by company first, and then I'll filter by title. So if you're going to tell me, um, you know, your ideal um, audience is going to be, you know, VP of marketing or, 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 you know, CMO. Okay, let's look at all the companies you're connected to because people, there's a 20% job change every year, at least, and maybe even more now so. Um, so who are you connected to that you haven't engaged with in a while or ever that you can reach out to. And that that's part of the next part of the book is the engage part. It's like, okay, let me engage with these, with these people that are in my network. Now I, I recommend not disconnecting from people unless they are a jerk. <laughs> if somebody is, you know, just doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, sure, disconnect. But for the most part, you can unfollow somebody. So you're still leveraging the second degree network, which is really important you know, your connections, my connections and our second degree connections. Um, but if you start to engage with your existing network and just chunk it down, say, hey, I'm going to look at this database. I'm going to find five people that I've never engaged with. I'm just going to say, you know, come up with something genuine. Look at their profile, see what they've been doing. Make a comment about something. See if you can start a conversation. So that's one way to engage. The next thing about engaging is, again, think of if you went to this event, you know, this, this LinkedIn event. Um, what do you do? You stand in the corner, you know, keep a bag over your head. Do you go and talk to people? Do you start dealing out your business cards? You know, how do you want to engage with people? Um, you know, think of it as if you are um, starting conversations. People learn from comments. So when you see content on LinkedIn, instead of just doing a two word comment, try to say something that's at least five words or more because people learn from that. So you're able to demonstrate your thought leadership and your subject matter expertise through the comments. And as you build up that muscle, then you may start posting something, you know, sharing something, even launching a LinkedIn newsletter, which I think is one of the latest new, new features that I absolutely love. Um, and that's where the engagement. And then finally, you know, once we have a one-on-one -on -one engagement, you know, that's when you take it offline. And, and that's when you nurture the relationship and ultimately, you know, see, how can I help you be a giver on LinkedIn? Don't be a taker. If you are a giver, you will receive. So I'm always looking for how can I make an introduction, you know, and you, you know, I send you introductions and introduce you to all different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I think that, you know, people in my network can benefit from knowing one another, I'm going to do that. And that again is engagement, you know? So when you do the elevate, expand, engage, you got to do all three. If you, if you're only doing a part of it, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be frustrated. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I've, I've discovered the comment, the value of comments here lately 
I've identified a few larger accounts that post on a daily basis where the people who follow them are the type of people that we're looking for. Exactly. And by being there and by commenting, particularly being one of the first to comment, you know, on their post, that actually gives you a lot of visibility. And so I've made connections with people that way. We had one of our recent podcast guests was, was that way, who has then referred two people to us. I mean, you know, if I hadn't put myself out there like that, and it didn't take long, you know, it took a couple of minutes to chime in in a thoughtful way. I think I wrote three or four sentences, tops, yeah. you know, and um, that is powerful. And that, that is it. That is the, the, the fertilizer there that, that has the seeds that has the growth mm-hmm. and you hit it spot on, you know, so it's um, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can tackle LinkedIn. And what I recommend to people is start gradually start gradually, have a strategy. Say, why am I on this platform? Am I just here to build a brand because I want to be invited to sit on a board or I want to be in, you know, I want to be a keynote speaker. Um, Am I here to build my business because I want to get clients? You know, what, what is your purpose on LinkedIn? Start with that strategy and then really get clarity on who it is that, that is an ideal audience for you. You know, you can break that down, but, but focus, pick one. I always tell people, pick one. You can always change it, but pick one and really dive into that. And then what kind of content, what kind of food are you going to serve them? You know, and I see people that, you know, they have large networks and they post content and there's no engagement, you know, and they're posting feverishly, you know, and it's like, you know what, I think we need to step back. And I think we need to ask those questions. What is your strategy? Who is your audience and what's important to them? Because when it's when it's important, when it's relevant to them, they're all ears, you know, and they're commenting and they're sharing and they're doing things. But if it's not, you miss the mark and you're just mm-hmm. you're in the corner talking to yourself at that event. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So so I'm glad to hear it's been working for you. I think that that's a real testimony. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, so you've got the three phases. We talked about the profile. We talked about kind of expanding the network and doing that strategically and then the engagement, which there there are so many layers to how to engage. And I think that to me is the most intimidating part of the whole thing. Yeah. Because we talked about the comments, you've mentioned creating content, the way you can create a straight post. You can, I think, still write an article that is published on LinkedIn, right? They still have the article feature. They now have a newsletter feature. They have LinkedIn lives, which is, you know, live stream video. (sighs) I'm tired. Well, again, that's where a strategy comes in. You know, again, without a strategy, it's it's like having a, you know, let's go for a drive. And you say, well, where are we going? I don't know. You know, if you if you don't have that GPS set, if you don't have a map, then you're just going to be driving around circles, not going anywhere. You know, Uh, so I would say that, you know, the strategy is really kind of what you want to get out of this. You know, and it's, it's a nimble platform. It's, it's so flexible. The two favorite features that I like is edit and delete, you know, <laughs> really. And by the way, my logo has the three dots in it uh, because it's Judy with an I and also the three dots. And the three dots are always the secret to great content. So when you see something in your feed you don't like, click on the three dots and you'll see all these options so you can refine your feed. But I think one of the things that you said that, that is common is fear. 
fear of failure, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of being perceived differently. And I think once you realize that you are dealing with a human on the other end, person to person, you know, you're a real person, treat people with respect, be kind to people. If you make a mistake, you can go back and edit or delete. You know, usually when I get those crazy inbound, horrible messages, um, if it's not a bot, like I know how to, I know how to suss out a fake profile pretty well. There are a lot of fake profiles, by the way. But um, if it's not a bot, um, I will message them back and say, you know, um, what what was it about my profile that that attracted you? I mean, how how can I be of help to you? And you know, if people are totally automating, I'll never hear from them again because it's like, oh. You know, or some people might write back and say, well, you know, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast and great. And then we start a conversation, you know, and one thing leads to another. And that's when it becomes real. So remembering that, you know, you if you're afraid uh, when I'm messaging people, I try to do it like a text. Mm-hmm. Short, I don't format. You know, I try not to have typos, but I mean, I do it as if I'm texting because mm-hmm. that to me is more authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not perfectly staged and line breaks and commas and all that. The other stuff looks scripted. Um, but realizing that you are a human, you're dealing with another human. We call it H to H, right? B to B, H to H style. Um, and I think when you realize that people do business with people, mm-hmm. with they do business with other humans, you know, and when you build relationships, you, you, you are building them. It's, it's the, it's the lifeblood of your business, mm-hmm. without your network, without your relationships. You know, what is it? Not much. You know, so yeah, when you keep that in mind, right. and, you know, and, and remember the analogy of LinkedIn being this major event space, you know, how would you perform in real life? What would you do? You know, do that and you'll see a whole different result, but make sure you start with a strategy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Well, uh, Judy, this is awesome. We could go so many directions from here, probably for hours and hours, but I'm going to recommend that everybody get your book. Elevate, expand, engage. Um, it's awesome. Um, I'm really grateful to have been able to play a little bit of a role in, in helping you bring it about. It's really good. I got to go deep into it because of the work we did. Um, so I got a little bit of a head start on everybody. So where where's the best place for them to find the book? Well, if you go to my website and it's J-U-D-I-H-A-Y-S, JudyHayes.com, you can either download a free chapter or you can purchase the book. And reach out to me. Let me know what you think. I, I'm just really uh, excited. We're actually introducing an index in the next couple of weeks. So the book will be even better. Um, and I, I will put in a shameless plug for you, Steve. I have to say that the process of working with you, I talk with a lot of people that have books in mind. Oh, I want to do a book. I'm working on a book. Very few actually get it done. And I think that um, the decision I made in my business to work with your company to actually produce this book and and get it published for me was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And your process is methodical. It's um, you have a lot of patience. Your team is top notch. And the end result, I couldn't be more proud you know, to have my name on this book and to know, again, that the whole purpose of why I did this book is really to help people overcome any fear that they have of using LinkedIn. But it's not just about LinkedIn. You know, it's really about building relationships in business. You know, that that's really the gist of it. We just happen to use LinkedIn as, as the gateway. You know, well, th- thank you for all those kind words. And you're, you're absolutely right. That's one of the things that I think sets this approach to LinkedIn apart is that it is 
human first, and then you explain how to be a good human on LinkedIn as a platform. And connecting those dots, I think, is going to be very important for people. Um, So many people are being fed a hack or a trick or something that maybe works today for the, the person who wrote the book. But what you put in here is really a set of timeless principles that if you follow them, they're going to work today and they're going to work really well. And they're also going to work no matter how the platform changes. And maybe the way you push the buttons looks a little bit different in the future, but the approach is going to be the same because on the other end of the approach is another human being and human nature doesn't change. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we are dealing with people. And I think, you know, I do believe that people innately want to help other people. They really do. And yeah. so, you know, what what better way to, to give a kudo to somebody or to give a referral to somebody or to, you know, provide somebody with something that's going to delight them, you know, and just using LinkedIn as the tool to deliver that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you so much for investing a little bit of time with me today and for sharing every this, uh, everybody uh, sharing the book with everyone. Um, if I can, if I can get my tongue untwisted there. Um, so go to judyhays.com. If you're listening to this, that'll be linked in the show notes. Um, grab the free chapter, buy the book, uh, money well spent. Um, and if you want to go even deeper with LinkedIn, then engage with Judy and uh, she'll help you. I Judy, love thanks so much. Coffee. Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator, and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.